off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Spend the night in the company of hurling legends Anthony Daly, Eddie Brennan, Brendan Marr and Dan Shanahan as well as other sporting icons like Mickey Hart and Barry Garrity as Burr GAA Club presents Reeling in the Hurling Years on Thursday the 13th of October so it's this day next week in the County Arms Hotel throw-in is at half past seven it's going to be emceed by Dara Maloney it promises to be a great night's entertainment as our star-studded panel go through their glittering careers and regale the audience with untold stories from the past there's also going to be a special edition of A Question of Sport on the night that can't be missed with all funds raised going towards the big redevelopment work in St Brendan's Park limited tickets are 20 euros each they're on sale through Eventbrite or you can contact Michael Verney on Twitter for more information. It's at MLVerney. And to talk about the event and much more, I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line by Offaly legend Johnny Pilkington. Johnny, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, lads. Not too bad. I'm good for him, yeah. I'm sure um, uh, nights like uh, reeling in the hurling years, not bad crack, I'd say. Yeah, listen, we're looking forward to it and uh, there's a lot of good characters there that are in it that uh, maybe Harland might take the back seat and uh, the other tales that weren't let out in, in, in the 90s will come to the fore and uh, it should be a long and enjoyable night. Yeah, before we get to any of that, I do want to ask you about your own coaching career at the moment because you're involved with the underage setup in Offaly at uh, inter-county level, is that right? Yeah, listen, I was brought in as a, as a selector there with the Offaly Miners there this year. Um, Listen, it was a marvellous, successful year, so it was. Uh, prior to that, I'd been involved, I've done the club circuit and that, but like this year was a very special year for us. Um, very special bunch of lads, and a lo- uh, you know, it, 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 there's a great uh, outlook for Offaly Ireland coming from these lads and, and other lads that have come from through in the last two, two or three years. Did, did this crew, did you know they were good? Like, had they had a good Tony Forrest or something? Did the whole county think, geez, there's something here? Well, uh, you know, I hadn't a clue about any of the lads when I was brought in. I was involved there last year with kind of the under-16, maybe in October or November, this time of the year. A friend of mine just asked me, listen, kind of come along. And then Leo asked me to come in. I hadn't a clue about them. They were talking about, listen, the last Tony Forrest to the final to Tipperary, actually. Right. Uh, and, um, I, you know, I just dismissed that because under 14 just to make any difference to me at under 17 or, or minor level but I would have to say we played Tipperary in a challenge match in probably February and this was the, the moment that I just turned around and said and I said to the lads listen lads we're just we're in, we're in this to win the All-Ireland you could see the enthusiasm the, the, the work rate and you know even on that night it caught Tipperary off, uh, off or by surprise it caught them off guard and I think really from that night on, you know, things just kind of grew and they got, they just played their own game and uh, they were marvellous from then on. Uh, obviously, they end up being having their hearts broken by tipping in the, the Ireland final in relatively controversial circumstances. Uh, I don't know if you make peace with that a defeat like that ever as a mentor, because like for the rest of your life, there's always a what if and, and what have you. Like, I know that's incredibly difficult. Is there any part of your brain that's thinking... Okay, we have to just use this now as 
fuel for the fire over the next couple of years to get as many of them through to the under-21 level and to get as many of them through to senior level? Yeah, no, the, the gas thing about it is that Dan Ravenhill, the captain, he asked me just straight after uh, the uh, the final, he says, uh, did this ever happen to you, you know? And I had to think for a while and I said, well, listen, we lost uh, an under-21 uh, All-Ireland final and then, of course, we lost the big one, 95 as well. Um, so, you know, I have no problems with Tipperary getting the last-minute goal. There were things within our control that we that we slipped up on. There was things without our, outside our control that we couldn't do anything about. And it really just, when it kind of comes down to everything, mixture of everything, uh, it's just the name was on Tipperary's cup. Uh, it was the cup was uh, Tipperary's name was on the cup. But saying all that, I mean, the, the big thing I get out of it is that these lads, they had a phenomenal year in terms of you played in, in, in an under-17 or a minor final in front of 27,000 people in Nolan Park against Tipperary. They played in Port Leash where, you know, the match was delayed. Again, the crowds were there. There was maybe 20,000 at that. That was unheard of. It's, it's unnatural. And these lads, on each and every occasion, they stood up and, and they played the game and, and, and they performed. So, you know, from here on in, listen, Park, we lost but we were part of a marvelous, um, uh, marvelous experience, which we were ourselves in in 1989 when when uh, Tipperary uh, won the under 21. Another fabulous occasion. So, yeah, just you know, just love the the fact that you were part of that. I know that Tipperary rivalry is fairly fairly fresh down in your neck of the woods there as well, Johnny. No doubt, and um, like you, you referenced eighty nine, like eighty seven was another one in minor level as well, where like when Jer talks about letting go of defeats like that, I know. Uh, wasn't it Connell Bonner, I think, who, one of your former UCD colleagues, probably wasn't able to let that defeat for Tipperary go for quite some time? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've told this story before. Like, I mean, after that match, I mean, that game could have gone either way. You know, we just happened to get a goal with about five or ten minutes to go, and that got us over the line. Uh, but I met Bonner there after the match, and he was, I didn't know him, and he was sitting beside him, and all through the senior match of the, of the All-Ireland, he was going on about... Oh, how did you beat us? How did you beat us? And I met him then in UCD a few years later. Oh, how did you beat us in this game? And then I met him on holidays five years ago. I, you know, I was saying, and he says, still going on about the 87, you know. So, yeah, Connell had a problem with it all, right? But, uh, you know, it was, listen, great rivalry. We're talking here with uh, Johnny Pilkington and the, the reason about this is because there's a, a night coming up. Uh, Michael Verney has organised. It's called Reeling in the Hurling Years. It's on, on Thursday, the 13th of October at the County Arms Hotel in Burr and you can get details of it uh, it's on Eventbrite or you can also get details on it from Michael Verney at ML Verney on Twitter Brendan Mara Barry Garrity Mickey Hart Cyril Farrell Michael Dignan Johnny Pilkington of course Dan Shanahan Eddie Brennan Anthony Daly and Brian Wheelahan with uh, as I said Darren Maloney on the night as well so um, it's going to be a decent night's entertainment and as I said all the money is going to the big redevelopment work in St. Brendan's Park Um Johnny, I'm really interested in your decision to get back involved with the county. Like, was it easy enough? Where, where you said you'd done the, the rounds in the club scene. Is it is it kind of, do you feel like it's time to get involved at county level? No, it's just an opportunity that, that arose. I mean, I was, uh, I would have to say that I'm kind of, I was 
I'd done a 10 or 12 years of coaching between different clubs, their own club. And I've been heavily involved with our underage here in, in, in Bar as well at under eights and tens. And basically it's my kids are involved. So you get involved with the team. And I was really kind of just fed up and, and I just kind of maybe burnt out from it. And I was intentionally going to kind of say, well, listen, I'm going to park that maybe for a while and see it. But Leo met me and uh, he asked me, you know, would I get involved with the, with the minors? And I didn't really have any intentions, but it's amazing the way things work out. He, he just said to me, listen, I'll give you a, a shout on, on the Monday. Uh, you know, this was a Friday or Saturday or something. And as it turned out, I think there was a bereavement on his side of things and he never came back to me for a week, you know. So what I said to Leo then, I said, listen, Leo, you know, it gave me a lot of time to think and... We looked at the fixtures there with Offaly and that and said, well, listen, the chances this could be over in March, April and, you know, definitely be over by the end of May. So it's only a six month thing. So um, so that was my decision. He gave me that time to think about it. And I said, yeah, listen, we'll go for it. Now, I have to say that once I went in there, I mean, I, I don't really do an awful lot. So I don't, I kind of go in and talk to lads and, you know, as a selector does, like Huey Annan is our hurling coach. He's doing all the work. Leo's doing all the work in behind the scenes and that. So, and we have our county board liaison officer, Martin Cashin. So to me, it was just kind of rocking up to, to training, having a look at training and then just saying, listen, this lad's going well or that lad's going well. But I have to say, I really enjoyed it. And I, again, it was easy. It was easy for us because this bunch of lads just kind of drove it on themselves. I mean, they set the standard and we'd have to give it them, a, you know, we'd have to kind of give them a little bit of a slap every now and again just to kind of keep that effort up and that. So uh, that was really my role. I suppose they did on occasions we did draw on uh, on my experiences. And I suppose one of the remarkable ones was on the morning of the All-Ireland we we were leaving from the fateful fields and I said, listen, I'm going to bring them into the room in, in the fateful fields. And in the room, you have the pictures of all the Offaly uh, winning teams. And I went through each and Offaly winning team and I went through the 82 football and or the 81 hurling and the 82 football and, you know, the 94 team and the 86. I finished up, I think, with the 86 minor team or whatever. And on each occasion, you know, Offaly had won by a last minute goal or had a big comeback, you know. So my inspirational speech actually backfired on me. <laughs> at, uh, back in the, at the we were rocked by our own medicine, I suppose, was the, was the thing, so. I don't think they'll be asking me to do it again. <laughs> At least you tried, Johnny. At least you tried. We did. We did. Yeah. We tried. Like, I remember, like even you speaking before the before that uh, minor final last year, and I think like you were referencing the, I, can't, I guess the decreasing standard of of the club game in Offaly and how that's probably linked to the to the lack of success at intercounty level. I think the word you used to describe Offaly intercounty hurling over the last twenty years was was dismal. Like, what's your what's your feeling on on where Offaly is at the moment? Um, you know, Johnny Kelly is, has, has a three year stint. Um, and I've, I just have a feeling that it may be in three years time. I don't think we will be too much further on. Um, just for the, just for the, the, the thing that the work rate, the enthusiasm and that over the last three and four years on the field, that, that tracking back, that kind of simple stuff hasn't been there to the level that's required. Now, I will, you know, I don't want to go on about the minors, you know, I was saying, but this is what they brought to the game. And it wasn't, 
I, you know, we have had an awful lot of, of fabulous hurlers down through the years that are great ball players, but it's what players do off the ball and, and what they do and where they're positioned. And that's that was the key. And that has been lacking enoughly that we've been great when we're on the ball, but we're not so good off it. So it's going to be tough for Johnny Kelly to try and bring in that kind of uh, closing down, that work rate to put pressure on the opposition and uh, to the to the level that it needs to be at. So I think, you know, what Johnny can do is maybe set a standard there for the next three years. And with these minors and these under-20s that are coming on, there's two or three that, um, that they, they'll inspire to kind of do more of the raw material on the field, more so than, the, than the, you know, the, the, the lovely strike, the lovely point, the lovely ball playing. So it's, it's, I think it's going to be a stagnant, maybe three years, um, Obviously, Johnny will want to, uh, you know, we're looking to get out of the Joe McDonough. We're under no illusions here that we're capable of getting out of the Joe McDonough. How capable we are of sitting at the, the top table for a long period of time, is that's another question. Now, we do have confidence in these young lads, but as you know, young lads, you know, two or three of these could go and that could disperse the whole lot. Yeah, it, it really is a very tenuous thing. Like, you, you need another minor team and another minor team. And, you know, that's the way that the you can build on those foundations. I did want to, you, you mentioned the crowds at the game, right? A big controversy yeah. about um, on Ireland final day, there's no minor crowd. And so everybody doesn't get in early. But I don't know. I don't know. Would you trade a full house at Nolan Park for a tinny, empty Croke Park with the seagulls or the soundtrack to the All-Ireland minor final? Which would you prefer, having experienced both now? Uh, well, um, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I would have naturally have said, "Listen, give me Nolan Park there all day," you know. Uh, but the thing about it is that Offaly were in Nolan Park, and Offaly brought a huge crowd to Nolan Park, and Tipperary, uh, you know, um, came there as well. So it's you know. The minor final isn't going to be played in front of 27,000 every year. It's, you know, if you were the Cork, Kilkenny, Tipperary, Galway kind of game, there's probably going to be five or 6,000 at it. So in that, you know, you could turn around and say, listen, play it before um, an All-Ireland final. But from in terms of atmosphere, if you can get the crowds there, if you you know, it's I think it's 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 probably better better atmosphere in terms of even if you can get ten thousand into a Port Leash or in, into Nolan Park, it's a hell of a lot better than uh, you know the ten thousand on on uh, you know at the start in in Crow Park. Saying all that, All Ireland Final Day, the Senior Day, is a very very big day. And it that would heighten, you know, that gives you a, a, a greater sense that you're part of that whole day, and it's a it's a special feeling as well. Um, you know, the majority of people will actually come in, but you'll get that last twenty minutes there. And if the match is tight, which it had been in a few of our minor finals, you know, all of a sudden the crowd are are standing up and they're looking, and the neutrals maybe are cheering for the underdog. So it has its own kind of um, atmosphere there as well. Okay, so you're definitely on the fence there with that one. We're on the fence, yeah. yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Maybe we need another few years to make our mind up entirely about it. Just the point you made as well about the the season being so short from a minor perspective, it does feel like it's maybe better for the kids at under 17 to be able to go back and have the rest of their school year and their summer off or to, to go back and play with the clubs as opposed to sticking all the way through to September and 
never quite getting the release that um, you know your team might have had. Uh, one last thing, then the under seventeen age group, Gray, is it is that working or is that because there's definitely a lot of uh, chatter that maybe the under seventeen is, is isn't really the right age, and that actually under eighteen we should go back to that. What's your view on that? Um, again, I think it, it, there isn't too much talk. Uh, well, not too much talk, but obviously the talk is there. I don't see an awful difference. Um, uh, in whether you go to 17 or 18. My understanding was we went to the 18 uh, or came down to the 17 to avoid uh, kind of the leaving cert, which, you know, is is, is a fairly good idea. Um, whether it goes up to 18 or not, I, I, I don't see it making that much of a difference, really, um, the different age groups and that. Uh, there is obviously, you know, once you go on to 18, you're a year ahead, you're here in terms of development and that. I don't think it makes an awful lot of difference, really, because, you know, at 17 or 18 or 18 coming up in, into the senior ranks, and I think this is the issue more probably than, than the minor grade being 17 or 18, is that is the 17-year-old playing under 20? And uh, there's a three-year difference there or whatever, but and different stages of life. So maybe maybe that's an issue in terms of, listen, let's get them a little bit more bigger uh, that, you know, in terms of naturally bigger and as well as the, the, the strength and conditioning to be able for, for that level. But to be honest with you, I didn't see anything this year in terms of a 17-year-old age group versus our minor time in, in, in our time. Okay. Can I just ask you, Johnny, um, I think you're like... I was thinking back to different Lake Regale episodes when, when, when uh, a few months ago when Desi Farrell announced that, that uh, you know, Mannion and McCaffrey were coming back into the, the Dublin setup and, and he so nonchalantly kind of dropped it into a, to an interview and that, look, that's his prerogative. I'm not saying Desi doesn't have a personality. I'm just saying that that's, I guess, the way that things have been done in Dublin the last few years. It, it struck me, there was, there was a line, um, and I think it was around your own Lake Regale episode where, where Michael Moynihan in, in the Irish Examiner um, talked about yourself and personalities in the GA and he said you were the last free spirit before the erosion of personality. Like, do you think personalities are, are something missing from the game at the moment? Like, we see a lot of Sherlockets in, in interviews and, and, and we're kind of missing that little bit of a spark that maybe we used to have and you certainly brought to the table back in the day. Yeah, well, that kind of spark is probably what you refer back to now as immaturity, in it, so it was. But I suppose, yeah, managers now, they have a, a range on, on the thing and it's a pity um, there's definitely, you know, I mean, I, you, there's definitely characters within the game that we don't seem to be, um, they don't seem to be getting out of it. And, you know, we know those characters are there, you know. I mean, I suppose the Kilkenny team of, of, of the 2000s and a marvellous team, and it was, but it was all the same mantra, you know. They were, they were afraid, you know, that if they didn't go train and listen, they wouldn't get into team and all that. Um, and you know that's that's grand coming from someone on the fringes, but when your top players are saying it, you know they just seem to be towing the line or that, you know, and and it's continued on that way. I think managers are trying to, you know, cross all their T's and dot all their I's and make sure there's nothing said. So it's me. I don't know how you're going to get around it. Um, you know, I suppose the other side of that is the way um, fitness has gone as well. That. It's a funny one, you know, that we have professional rugby players, professional soccer players that have a social life in this world. And obviously our GA players can't do anything for six months or, you know, and uh, that's 
that's it, it's it's a bit off-putting, but um, I, you know that's the way the game has gone, and unfortunately for the media and that. Uh, you'll find there that you're going to have to wait for their careers to be over before you'll see their true uh, characters and that. Just a final one for me, Johnny. You, you talked about taking the, the young lads in to, to look at some of the photos of, of the old Offaly teams. Mm. Like another <clears throat> fellow county man who's, who's done great things. And I know you're a bit of a bit of a golfer, I think I'm right in saying, yourself yeah. uh, at the minute. So Shane Lowry is someone who, who really, we shouldn't be surprised at what he's been doing over the last number of years because he continues to do it. But uh, again, another man who's, who's, who's put your county on the map and, and probably inspired a lot of those young lads as well. Yeah, listen, Shane has been marvellous um, and again, steeped in the tradition of Offaly, um, Offaly GA with all the Lowry's of that. He's never been shy on the international stage, you know, to show that uh, Offaly jersey and that. And, you know, the rumour had it that, um, and well, I don't think it was a rumour, but on All-Ireland final day, he was putting on the Offaly jersey to go down the 17th or the 18th driveway or, or 18th uh, fairway on um Whatever tournament he was playing, I think you know, I don't know what it was, and uh, we were two pints up at the time. And I think he got to the 18 tee box, and uh, the caddy just gave him a, a quick nod, no last minute goal. So he put the jersey back in the bag. But uh, he's been marvelous in terms of listen. He's after coming on board, and you know, he, I don't know what his talkings were with JP McManus in terms of how JP has invested money in Limerick. But his money is, you know, is 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 going to be a major help kind of coming through. Plus, he'll have the experience of a management team there. Now, you know, the gas thing about our um, Shane uh, has been do, doing all that. But that's part of, say, the Faithful Fields project that's over there. And that has been a massive, massive success. I think it just brings a major spirit to, you see, you have the minors going in there and they're training with the under-20s, the C. Doffley senior footballers, C. Doffley senior hurlers, the see the whole professional outfit on it. So, you know, Everything, everything is combining, you know, with 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 year long work in terms of fundraising and, and getting facilities right. That is all a major help. And maybe, I'm, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe these are little the green shoots that can bring Offaly back up to that next level. Yeah, no doubt. Johnny, great stuff. Great to have you on. Thanks a million for talking to us. Have a great night. Cheers. No problem. Thanks a million, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.